myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Catch the Rays, they are sitting on 13 and 0. Don't be afraid to catch the hottest team this year. Catch the Rays, catch the Rays. They have it all and they made it very clear. They have the pitching and they have the bats. Better look out, they are some cool cats, you better. Catch the Rays, they are sitting on 13 and 0. Welcome to the Long Gone Podcast. It is me, Michael, and with me is always S Man. What up? Steve Ford. How's it going, man? It's going pretty good. Good. Well, uh, Beach Boys action there. Weather's warming up. Figured it'd be Sorry. a nice little uh little uh song right there to get us in that summer spirit. Yeah. Instead, the- of, instead of catching the waves, you're gonna catch the rays. It makes sense, man. They are taking the league by <laughs> storm. Not one loss yet. They yep. are the only undefeated team left in yep. Major League Baseball at thirteen and zero. Yeah, they're the uh, I think third third team to start thirteen and zero, joining the uh, I think it was the eighty seven Brewers and the uh, the Braves one year that started. I think in the eighties also started thirteen and zero. So, do we know the record or no? Uh, I am not sure. Um, well, I think they gotta be getting close to it, right? I mean, they have to be. I mean, by the t- yeah. at thirteen and zero, I mean you're just pulverizing teams already. I mm-hmm. mean, it's kind of crazy. I mean, they've had ten home games, only three away games, I believe, up to this point. So, right, right, you can definitely see that the home has bef- definitely been advan- an advantage to them, which yep. makes a lot of sense. But as the East is kind of going kind of going on with the first month here of baseball, you could kind of see that the East is very strong. I mean, you have the Blue Jays in second place along with the Yankees and the Orioles are not too far behind. I mean, I I was watching the end part of the Orioles game today against the Oakland A's where Adley Rushman just knocked a game winning home run in the ninth to uh, beat the, the A's eight to seven. And it's, Man. they're an exciting, it's an exciting division yeah. for sure. I mean, the Red Sox have there as the season goes, I mean, they're losing, they lost four straight already. So they're Woo. going down, down and down. And it seems injuries mm-hmm. are kind of coming up. And obviously like you and I said, that pitching staff is pretty horrendous, but, but uh, the Tampa Bay Rays 13 and oh, is just, man, I, that's unheralded. That's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, their 13-0 record ties the best start in baseball history with the since 1900 with the the Brewers in 87 and the Braves in 1982. So if they win tomorrow, then they'd have the best start at 14-0 in Major League history. So right now they're they're tied. Good so on they, them. Yep. Yep. And I think yeah. So obviously the Brewers and the Braves both lost game number 14. So it's kind go. of kind of incredible when you think about it because their rotation's pretty banged up. You got Tyler Glass now yep. who's still on the IL. You have Jeffrey Springs who is who is out. So yep. it looks like he might be taking an IL trip. Zach Eflin who they had in the offseason. I got I think they got him from the Phillies. He's on the 15 day IL <laughs> and then their relief pitcher Sean Armstrong's on the 15 day IL. Man. And obviously if you want to go a little bit further one of their positions players Jose Series on the 10 day IL. So yeah. They're kind of banged up, but they're still winning baseball. And <laughs> I think this is just a testament to how good their depth is. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. They and, are top-notch organization from top to bottom there. Isn't it kind of weird, though? You look at their team, then I don't... I'm not in love with their lineup. I'm not in love no. with the roster, but it's just... It just it shows works. you... It just works. There's no, yeah. like, superstars. I guess you could say Randy Rose Arena, maybe Wonder Franco. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But the rest, it's kind of... Shane McClanahan, obviously. Isak Paredes. Isak Paredes. I mean, what are we talking about here? I mean, this isn't, you compare it with something like the Yankees lineup that has Stanton and Judge and in that mix. I Uh mean, what what do we, it's weird, right? And it just shows you sometimes chemistry does, is better than star power. And they do it every year, it seems like. They're always right up there at the top every year. Yeah. They're always right at the bottom for, for payroll. 
They are. So it's it's great development and great chemistry and great manage, you know, yeah. managing great coaching there. Yeah. So, you know, and then you look at a team like the Tigers, who I knew when they were up three to one going into the ninth, I was like, yeah, they're going to lose this game. <laughs> Seriously, man. Yeah. <laughs> and they yeah. did. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But well, we kind of yep. seen that coming. I mean, we know that they're not. No, the expectations are super low on, on, on right. the Tigers here, but right. they're they're not even up to you know. I had the I had the expectation bar for the Tigers out super low, and they haven't even reached that level yet. They're going below even the lowest of lows that I thought for this team. Yeah, you know, they, at this point, 30, 30 wins, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but maybe, you know, maybe. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's it's just a heck of a start in the scene with Tampa. Oh. Right. I mean, it's the the powerhouses are starting to come out, yep. and you're gonna see as we move forward into the the next month, which would be May here in about two weeks or so. We're gonna see right. just how to, you're gonna start seeing some teams pull away. You're gonna see some teams kind of catch themselves in the middle. I mean, there's some bad stuff. I mean, there's some bad baseball out there. The Nationals aren't great by any means. The nope. Phillies are really fucking suck as yep. well. I mean, it's just aside from the Tigers who are probably about the worst in the league. I mean, they're on a six game losing streak, of course, but, um, but you kind of got to look at the rest of the field, everybody else uh, and the Oakland A's, like Oakland A's are pretty horrific too, but, oh, but for the most part, the middle of the pack, I mean, the Astros are still trying to find their footing. The angels right, had a lot of injuries. They have the angels. I, I feel like they always get off the quick starts. Yeah, hot starts. Tied, tied for first. That right. Last. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to really trust that kind of team. But yeah. uh, but then you look at teams like the Minnesota Twins, where you kind of like, I think they are for real. I think yep. the Minnesota Twins are for real. We know the Atlanta Braves are a powerhouse. We know that yep. they're going to do really well. I want to say the most surprise so far has probably been the Diamondbacks. Yeah, eight five. yeah, eight and five, first place. Right. Haven't lost a series yet this year. That's kind of amazing when you think yeah. about it. I mean, they do if they're five and two, uh, uh, their home record's five and two. So yep. they do very well at home. But I think the Brewers are another one, right? eight and four. I mean, they've always been for the last handful of years, they've always competed at the top of the division. But so far, it's it's kind of them. I mean, obviously, right on their heels is the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's so, a shock. <laughs> right. And I guess it's like that kind of makes me really feel that <laughs> this is just, we're just kind of being ridiculous. It's like, yeah. okay. We're at the beginning of the season, feeling, uh, feeling things out, right? Working out the, working out the kinks and it, everything. Yeah, it'll, that's it'll exactly right. it. You, know, you, you see, know, it, St. Louis is five and seven. We know that's not going to. Uh, we know that's stay, not stay that way. Exactly. Although, if they keep letting Miles Michaelis pitch, it might stay that way. I mean, that well, guy is a fucking box. They have yet to find that ace. I think Jack yeah. Flaherty is coming back and showing flashes of who he was. Jordan Montgomery still not finding who. Yeah. that that player that they got so they're still in that weird stage and that was one of the the knocks you and i have had on them early on was well nope. we're just not 100 percent sure about that rotation yet mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. some teams where you would say oh this rotation fucking is amazing and they just <laughs> they suck but then yeah. the others it's the opposite so nope. like i said i mean the, the Toronto blue jays with jose barrios sucks the jose yeah. barrios it's <laughs> that trade they made the twins must have fleeced him or something because yeah. oh yeah yeah, I just Jose Barros isn't the guy. I mean, he's yep. just not what everybody thought uh-uh. he was going to yeah. be. Well, that's, that's just what Minnesota does, though. They you know they they make those sneaky deals. They're not going to spend big bucks. I mean, but they signed Correa, and even that wasn't really breaking the bank. That's what they do. You know, they 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 make some moves and uh, you know, find their way to get out there. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rios there, yeah, the uh, Minnesota Twins. They're like, hey, yeah, yeah, you know, he's great. You know, you guys can have him. You know, we'll we'll, we'll take some good stuff. So. Yeah. In other news, did you end up seeing the O'Neill Cruz uh, collision at the plate? I did. So, what was your initial thoughts when you seen it? Um, I thought maybe a little bit of catcher's interference, a little crowd crowding the plate. In my my opinion, um, but yeah, because didn't the benches clear with it too? Yeah. So the so the yeah. bench is cleared. Sebi uh, Zavala for Chicago. Basically, when you watch it, it didn't look. I mean, it looks like he was crying. He was crying the plate, but mm-hmm. the, the angle was weird. Uh, O'Neill Cruz was coming head on. He was a big dude. Mm-hmm. Catcher basically, instead of deciding to get run over, decided to combat against it, which ended up fracturing O'Neill Cruz's oh. ankle. And yeah. I think he's out, what, two to four months? Four months. So, yeah. Four months. 
four months. So, yeah. and he was just laying on the ground. I thought it was a knee right when I yep. seen it. Mm-hmm. And he was on the ground and right away, people were like, what the fuck? The Pittsburgh Pirates are like, what the fuck? They going back their guy. Yep. The White Sox are like, okay, let's calm down. And then it was just kind of like a bench clearing thing. It wasn't this. <laughs> it was it was a near brawl. I guess that you could say right. that's close to a, the first brawl we had this year. But yeah. But I think everybody people got their steps in. (laughs) Yeah. 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 They got their steps in. Uh, It was kind of what's going to happen kind of thing. I think at the end of the day, you kind of look at it and you're and a lot of people were okay. The guy shouldn't have been crowding the plate, but the White Sox Mm -hmm. were saying, well, he gave him enough room to slide. He just picked the The wrong spot, the wrong spot to come in. Mm -hmm. And obviously he was the one that decided he was going to contest contest with him o'neill cruz was going to contest with the catcher hey man i i love that kind of baseball i wish that kind of baseball was back but i definitely understand in this day and age where you're not supposed to go head on with the catcher that's just not allowed uh and and vice versa i mean the catcher cast it can't be in the way of the baseline i mean or it can't be in the way of the plate you can't be blocking the plate which i fucking hate but at the same time it's just it's those are the rules right now so I kind of looked at it and I was looking at it over and over and you see where he's he 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 basically his eyes were on the ball. I don't think he was paying attention to the runner. He was paying attention to the runner coming. I don't think it was I don't think Zavala was meant to sit there and guard the whole plate. No. The way the throw was coming in as fast as the play was going, he had two options. It was yep. either let the ball go by, yep. which okay, that sucks. That means you just totally gave up a run. Or right. get fucking flattened by O'Neill cool. Cruz, who's like a six seven dude. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't think Zavala had much of a choice in the matter. No. No. You know what I mean? I mean, there was there wasn't a lot he could do in that scenario. So I'm kind of, I kind of look at it. I'm kind of by, behind Zavala on it, just mm-hmm. because I think everybody always blames the catchers when it comes to the because we have these plays that happen and people yeah. blame the catchers while he's in the way because the runner is just trying to get to home. And it's like, I understand that, but the catcher also has to be yeah, worried the about. Has, I was going to say that they the throw. Catcher, yep. I was going to say the catcher has, has to play too. You know, it can't just, Oh, the runner's coming home. I better just get out of the way and just let him score and just give up the run. No, he wants to right. get, get the ball and try and get the out. That's exactly it. He's trying to get so, the ball and get the out. And it's not his not fault where the ball's per- coming. Exactly. You know? And it's not his fault where O'Neill Cruz decided to slide. Right. I mean, that's really hard for a catcher because you got to look at it. If you're in front of the plate and you're trying to, and people will say, well, it's how he frames it up. Well, it's going so fast. What is he supposed to do? Yeah, okay, exactly. He's I got to make sure I'm ball. on the side yeah. of the plate yeah. and I got to make sure that he has a good runway. That doesn't work like that, especially if no. it's a bad throw. What do you yeah. do when it's a bad throw? What, just you know? let it go by and then more people uh, advance and maybe even right. more run score? Right. You, know? you just And then it just made it look like you gave up on the play because yeah. you were protecting the runner. Fuck the yeah. runner. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, it's an unfortunate event for O'Neill Cruz because the Pittsburgh Pirates really needed O'Neill Cruz. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's... I'm not saying he's the heart and soul of the team. We all know that's Andrew McCutcheon, but at the same time, O'Neill Cruz is the future star of the team. Yep. So... I, I totally understand the frustration with Pittsburgh. I, I don't think Zavala should get fined. I don't think it should be him suspended. I mm-hmm. think it's just one of those plays that we know was going to happen. This is plays in baseball you just can't avoid. It's going to mm-hmm. happen. No matter if you make the rule about blocking the plate or not, it's just going to happen. Exactly. I mean, they do the same thing. You can't block a base with a runner, right? Because yep. people used to put their knee down. People used to right. fielders used to do a lot of ways just to block the runner. And the same thing with the runner. The runner can't hook slide. They can't do Oops. certain things like that. So, but you're going to get those scenarios when it's a full on game, when, when mm-hmm. things are going so fast and you need to make a split second decision, you're not going to be thinking about, Oh, I'm not blocking the play base. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> am I, am I sliding the the right way? So I don't catch this guy's yeah, leg or his, his, his hand or whatever. The fuck. See ball, catch ball. Yeah. What's going on. Right. Yeah. So I don't I think know. there should be any, anything for that. But when I saw it, yeah, I instantly, I, I watched it a lot of times and, I, at the end of the day, I, I just I don't think Zavala was totally in the wrong. Now I'm not mm-hmm. saying, I mean, should he have left a little room? That would have been nice, but just the way the right. throw was, as fast as the play yep. was, I just don't think Zavala had much of a chance. No, it was really just a, a bang bang type type thing there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, sucks that he's out. Hopefully, he comes back yeah. sooner than four months. But yeah, yeah, we shall see. Yeah, um, so yeah. that sucks, but. 
so uh, the last part of our rundown, or I should say our headlines I want to bring up, and this was a late <laughs> ad, but I had to see it. Steve, have you witnessed yes. the legend, the, 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 the amazingness that is the Orioles dong bong? Yeah, yes, I did. So when you put that in, I was getting ready to do, uh, get set up here for the show. And I was like, oh, this wasn't on the headlines when I left. Yeah. Um, so I took a look and I was like, dong bong. Okay. So I looked it up and I did watch a few videos. So basically they're, they're slamming water after home runs. It looks like in, in like a beer bong type contraption. Is what what, yeah. I'm, what what I'm thinking here, and I, that's very it, man. very very unique. I guess it takes me back to my college days. I wasn't much of a beer bong uh, type type person in college, but I think it's kind of cool. Do you see, see their do you see their sprinkler thing too? That the Orioles are really uh, in into the uh, these these theatrics. Hey man, this is one of those fun teams. Mm-hmm. They know this is the 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 Tigers rebuild we wish we had. Yes, um, yes, we we can live vicariously through the Orioles. Yeah, I, I have well. seen the sprinkler. These guys are super fun. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm a bigger fan of the dong bong. The dong I'm, bong. I don't like the name, and I don't know no. where, where it came from. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing because it's really long, but it's like yeah. a fun. It's a funnel, and it's yeah. kind of cool. It's like this. It's this orange funnel, like striped with the the black of the the Orioles, and then they just pour water Gatorade down it. Yeah. Which is hilarious, and whoever hit the home run or whatever has to has to do it, and it's has at the end of the it, dugout, yeah. and it's I don't know. They call it the dong bong. It's absolutely hilarious. No, I, I'm, see, I'm a huge fan of it. I I love stuff like this because uh, the Blue Jays had it last year. Remember, it was the home run blazer or whatever yes. that they put on. You know, yes. and I, I love theatrics like this after you uh, you hit home runs. And um, uh, Houston had the uh, remember they did like the bobsled thing or something like that, where they get in there and. Was it like there were a few of them like like Alex Bregman walking around like he's a badass? Did you oh yeah, so, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and like the camera and stuff. I love stuff like that. You know, it 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 shows that they're they're human and it shows they're having fun. Yeah, that's uh, all it is, man. And I love I just I love watching stuff like that. So yeah, I'm a fan of the dong bong. Oh, do you see? Do you see the when some people hit a home run or something big happens? There's a one where they put them in like a laundry cart or some kind of. That's a, what yeah, and just wheel them around and stuff. And they yeah. just wheel them down. I've seen that. That's an old one. You and see uh, people trying to uh, row the, the boat or the the, cow, the cowboy hat with the angels. It was always so funny. Remember I said that meme of Otani or whatever when yeah. he had the cowboy hat on. <laughs> the cowboy hat. Yeah, there's some good ones, man. Oh man, there's some really good ones because yeah. some teams just have a lot of high fives, special high fives they do right. as they work their way down the dugout after scoring a run or what. Or sc- bringing in a run or what have you, but the dong bong I hope is here to stay. It's fucking hilarious it and it's really huge. I mean, the thing extends, they have to like stand yes, on the steps of, of the yeah. dugout and they got to hold it up. So they're the guy who, I don't know who gets to pick it. I guess who's ever holding <laughs> the fucking thing Right, has to hold it. And then they got to like pour the water pour and, gator and, in and then it. wait for it to get down there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And, and like you said, you did it in your college days. I was probably doing it in high school, which, you know, <laughs> uh, but uh-huh. I was never a big fan of it either because you'd always get those assholes. They weren't just pouring a can in there. It'd be like, no. let's pour more until this let's dude pour, throws let's up. Pour a, a 40 in there or something. Yeah. You know? And you can't be the asshole who spits it out. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's like, all right, guys. And then you got to like hold it with your thumb, like, okay, I'm st- done. Let's stop. Yeah. <laughs> Next. Yeah. It's come on, boys. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it's it's a fun thing they do. They do the sprinkler, mm-hmm. which is fucking hilarious. The sprinkler thing is funny. It, yeah, it, it's so funny. And uh, today on the walk-off, when Adley hit that walk-off, they basically came in and were just throwing Gatorade showers galore on them. Nice, and it was, nice. And, and I was like, man, Gatorade showers would be tough because it has a sugar content, so you're going to get kind of yeah. sticky. Yeah. You have to. Unless they're, uh, using, unless they're using maybe Gatorade Zero. <laughs> maybe. You know, I maybe. had... I had Gatorade Zero, was it yesterday or the day before? Uh-huh. And it's just like Powerade Zero, yeah. whatever the fuck. It's yep. still as sweet. It's still a it sweet is. to it. Yeah. It just tastes yeah. weird. I don't know. Yeah. Hard pass. <laughs> hard, hard, hard pass. Hard, so, hard pass. Yeah. The uh, dog bong, though. I the like dog bong is here to stay. Timmy Trumpets is sidelined Timmy until Trumpets. Diaz gets better. In the meantime, we have the dog bong. The bong. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Uh, uh, Steve, with the yeah. with the year uh, exploding, you're seeing you see with the, uh, exploding with rookies. You're seeing people yes. break out. People 
I, I don't want to say it right now, but I mean, you have a lot of stars coming up uh, who seem to be, and are, could they be carry their performance that they've started the year with the rest of the season long? And I want to know, it'd be cool if we each pick three players a piece who yeah. we feel are the best early performers in the league this sure. season. Okay. Right now the top three, Steve top three off. Yeah. yeah. I'll start it off with the guy that, We've talked about before and just hope that he stays healthy because when he's in the game, he's a lot of fun to watch. And that's Wander Franco out of yeah. uh, T- Tampa Bay. I mean, we talked about it as you know, maybe being one of the you know fa- faces, the quote unquote superstars on the Rays there. But he's off to a, a, a tremendous start, 340 average. He's already hit four home runs. He's got 12 RBIs, nine runs scored. He's got uh, se- 17 hits. Seven doubles already, man. Seven doubles. I mean, yeah. to put in perspective, he played 83 games last year and had 20 doubles. So he's almost at that halfway point in only a handful of games. Just off to an amazing, uh, amazing start. I just hope he can keep it up, and I hope that he can uh, he can stay healthy here. So uh, yeah, Wander Franco. He's at number three uh, for me. Do you want me to yeah. keep going, or are we going to go back? And forth? We'll just go back and forth. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Wander Franco, what can't you say? I mean, last year was kind of a disappointing year. Now, Ooh. I believe you had him on your fantasy team, right? And Did. and he was a and guy pittered out of, at the end when I was trying to push for the playoffs. Well, it was kind of like Mookie. Mookie wasn't what you thought he would be. Yep. Wonder Franco didn't really come out and play top ball like you thought mm-hmm. he would play. Nope. Uh, and go figure this year. Now it seems like he's has his hot start. Now hopefully he yeah. can last. But no, that's I a great so. pick for for an early performer. My number three. I'm I kind of changed it. I had somebody there to begin with, but mm-hmm. after um this guy's walk-off home run today, I had to put Adley Rushman in because Adley Rushman has been far and away the best catcher in Major League Baseball right now. He's a sensational watch. He's a sensational rookie last year. He's sensational this year. I mean, we're talking 18 hits in in, in the 46 at-bats he has. He's uh, has 18 hits, only three home runs, but a 391 average. Eight RBIs. I mean, an OPS of 1.100. The guy's phenomenal, and every time he steps to the plate, there's people have to figure out. Well, pitchers have to figure out how they're going to pitch to this guy mm-hmm. for one, and they're going to have to figure out like what we're going to do with this guy because he can kind of hit everything. You pitch him inside, he can hit it. You pitch him outside, he has the ability to adjust and hit it. He can hit breaking stuff amazingly. He's one of the best breaking ball pitchers I've seen so far, or mm-hmm. breaking ball hitters I've seen so far. And behind the plate, he's a magician. I mean, the way he's working some of these no-name pitchers for <laughs> Baltimore, it's they just, good. buddy, I, I think we have, I, I knock on wood, I, I think this might be the next Johnny Bench, man. I mean, just, yeah. he comes to the plate, and he's already a threat, man. He's mm-hmm. just, he has that cool, he, he's just <laughs> that cool look to him, man. So, yeah, yeah. Adley Orshman, for me, as an early performer comes in at number three. Yeah, that's a solid stat. I mean, and he's also on your fantasy team. So what can you say yeah, about well, that too, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get it. I mean, I mean, you got all the good catchers on your fantasy team, but yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get there here in a little bit. But um, uh, number two for me is uh, a pitcher uh, who's not only pitching well on, on the diamond, he also has a mustache that can kick some uh, kick some butt off the field. And that's a Dylan Cease for the White Sox. So. Uh, you know, the White Sox are off to a, a sluggish start. Not the best. I think they're five and eight, somewhere around there. Still trying but, to find uh, footing. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They're, they're still working on it. But um, Dylan Cease, though, he's two and zero, uh, and uh, has an ERA of whopping one one point six five. Um, He's only given up six hits and three starts so far, and uh, only only five runs, of which three of those are earned. And um, he's just yeah, he's 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 pitching great. He finished runner up in the Cy Young last year, and I think he he really has a good shot to uh, uh, to win the to win the Cy Young this year. Already has twenty four strikeouts and three starts. That's an average of eight strikeouts a game. And he's uh, he's been a great bright spot in an otherwise piddly uh, White Sox rotation so far. So. Uh, Dylan Cease, uh, keep it up, man. I'm not just saying next year on my fantasy team, but uh, uh, Dylan Cease comes in for me at number two. Well, I mean, nobody was expecting Giolito to be the guy anymore. And Dylan Cease coming into him, a homegrown player, <laughs> right? Yeah, a homegrown yeah. player. Dylan Cease is, there was, people were wondering who's going to be that next star pitcher Ooh. for Chicago. And I don't think anybody was thinking Dylan Cease or nope. Liana. I think Michael Kopech actually yep. had, a little bit higher 
popularity amongst fans. And mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think Dylan Cease has clearly grabbed the reins and finally took control of this rotation. So yep. yeah, definitely, definitely a good player and, uh, and a, a great disc golfer too. No, oh, that's I, right. You and I, I have think, talked I about I, his I, disc I, skills. I, yeah, I say I say that a lot because I follow him on Instagram and uh, yeah, he, he talks a lot about disc golf. He does a lot of disc golf in his off time. I think him and uh, him and actually Paul McBath uh, bought it bought a course recently or 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 are trying or to made get one. a course. Yeah. Yeah, set up in Florida or something like that. But of course, it's only open like part of the year. They're going to try and uh, put the funding in and get it open more often. So that was that was kind of well. You and I have talked about his his disc golf stuff before, and I guess if you're looking at it, and you're more of a disc golf player than I am, but it's all about placement, right? And how to Mm -hmm. how to get placement. And I guess you could say with pitching, it's the same way. I mean, you got to have good placement with that ball. So uh, I'm sure there's some mechanics behind it where you're like okay there's like similarities and if this guy plays disc golf as good as he can pitch i mean holy shit yeah right exactly exactly Um, number two for me is a guy that i picked to win mvp this year in my early predictions and that's ronald acuna jr now he's not like stomping people's nuts out with home runs (laughs) Uh he only hit two home runs this year but but the guy has found a way to get on base he's healthy which is even better I mean, uh, in 54 at bats, he's 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 had 20 hits, 370 average. Right now, he's not too far behind uh, of the league leader. I think he's like third or fourth with nine RBIs, six stolen bases. The guy's starting to move. And one thing I'm really loving, I'm seeing from Ronald Acuna Jr., the speed is there. I was always yeah. worried that his speed would be stolen from him, especially mm-hmm. when he, he found he tapped into his power. Now, he tapped into his into his power early in his career and usually when you see guys tap into their power the speed kind of becomes a, a distant second right and i always kind of use that curtis granderson comparison when curtis granderson yep. was starting to hit dingers in with the yankees you started to see his stolen base go down and plus yep. where he was batting in the lineup the the three the four the five spots you started to see okay there was no way this they were this guy was more of a bases clear not a not a set the table guy Yep. But Ronald Acuna, he can get on base and he can steal his way around. And he's still batting three. He can bat two. He can bat four. You can kind of move him everywhere because he displays not only contact but to get on base, but he also displays a lot of power, too, So uh, to drive in runs. So he, he's kind of a unique specimen in terms of a great ball player. And OPS of 989, slugging a 537. I'm loving what I'm seeing from him this year. He looks mm-hmm. healthy. He looks like he's having fun. He's leading the Braves to be uh, right now as they are first in the AL in the NL East. So Ronald Acuna for me, man comes in at number two. Yeah. Yeah. He's having a great start. He's making me kind of kick myself for not taking him first overall in the, uh, the fantasy draft, but yeah. Trey Turner will turn it around. Oh, Trey will. Trey will. Yeah. He'll, he'll be just fine, but it's great to see, you know, cause you and I talked about last year with Acuna, we felt he might've come back too soon off the, uh, off the injury because he really wanted to get into the mix, but it's great to see him healthy. And like you said, it's great to see that speed to go with the uh, with the power there. So uh, uh, hopefully, he keeps it up. I lo- I, lo- I love it. Uh, number one for me is a guy who just hit the uh, the first cycle in Miami Marlins history, and that's Luis Arise. Yes, yes, the guy. Is that how you is, say uh, his name? Is that how you uh, say his name? I think I think it's Arise. Or Arise. I'm always like Arias. Yeah. I never know how yeah. to say that guy's name. I always hear it different too. Yeah, it is. Well, I, I'm just going with. I think I heard Arise or something on MLB Network. So. Um, yeah, he hit the the first cycle in Marlins history, and he's just off to a torrid uh, torrid start here. The guy has uh, played in you know thirteen games so far this season. He's batting five hundred. <laughs> um, he's not a guy, you know that that obviously he's he's not a power guy. He only has one home run this year, five RBIs, but five hundred average. He's leading the league right now in batting average, leading the league in hits at 23. Uh, o- OPS is over over 1,000. He's at 1.253. OBP is uh, 0.5588, so he's leading the league in that. Just off to a, off, off to a great start. And we were talking, uh, you know, when he came from Minnesota, he was the batting champion last year and then made the deal to get down to Miami. And uh, whether it's going to be a, a one-time thing uh, for him or if he can continue to uh, rake it up and well, guess what? He's raking it up. Uh, well, well I, obviously he's not going to hit over 500 for the season. It's only 20, you know, it's only 13 games, but, uh, definitely in the run for another batting championship and him in that lineup getting a base is only going to make Miami better. So, uh, Louis, Louis he, uh, comes in for me at number one. Oh yeah, man, that former batting champion. It's no Ooh. surprise that he's actually yeah. hitting, yeah. hitting very well. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. Uh, I always wondered. I mean, the Twins are doing good without him, right? Right. right. But it, it's an interesting. It just shows you how strong the Twins organization is and how confident yep. they are in their in their development and their roster yep. that they can totally trade this guy away, yeah, trade a batting champion away, and still right. be first place in their division. Yeah, it, it's incredible. And the Marlins, <laughs> the Marlins couldn't thank him enough. It was a good yep. trade too. It I mean, was, it was yeah. a very even trade, if I were to mm-hmm. say so. So I think so. Too. Um, no, great pick, great pick. Uh, number one for me, man, is just. It's Brian Reynolds uh, for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, I think you're going to see something. So if the Pittsburgh Pirates start performing like uh, eventually like we think they're going to perform right Mm -hmm. now, they're kind of in this. Yeah. Unreal. La La Land of being in second place. And in the uh, they're just having this uh, moment where they're just like, okay, you're drunk. Sit down. Um yeah, we'll get back to reality soon enough. Right. Yeah, but once reality <laughs> sinks in and we find out that they can't play the long stretch right. and, and be at the top of the game, uh, I think you're going to see Brian Reynolds be on the trade block. And I think yep. that because he's good. And what do Pittsburgh Pirates players happen when they get good? They oh, get we got to pedal him. Yep. yep. And and remember, Brian Reynolds, you and I already spoke about this a few times uh, in, on the offseason. He wants to be gone. He doesn't yep. want to play for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm sure he's singing a different tune now. Right, but, right. But he he's absolutely incredible. I mean, fourteen RBIs to start the year in, in the fifty in the twelve games he's played. So he's he's hitting an uh, over an RBI every game. So yeah. nope. fourteen to lead the league. That's a league leading fourteen. And then also total bases at thirty six. I mean, this guy is gets on base. He finds ways to get on bases. He can steal a couple bags too. He's he's no slouch on the ba- on the bags. And and we're talking about a guy that's only twenty eight years old. Man. So he's in that Mookie Betts when Mookie Betts was starting to hit that hot streak with Boston mm-hmm. and before he went to LA there. And right. I think you're going to start seeing Brian Reynolds. We haven't seen, we haven't seen even the best of him yet. I think we're going to see even more. And right now he's hitting 347, 1.093 OPS, 735 slugging percentage, which is just amazing. Uh, I mean, this guy, I mean, if you look pat at his past stuff, I mean, he has been a, a a contributor every single mm-hmm. year. I mean, he was in the rookie of the year discussions back in 2019. And yep. obviously he, uh, he hit three Oh two in night in 2021, which he was a dark horse MVP. One got an all-star game. So, I mean, this guy is just a, pr- a producer, right? And yep. he struck out a lot last year, but this year I've noticed a commoner approach at the plate. I've watched a few games. I'm seeing the mm-hmm. way he, he approaches, he understands the position he's in. So, and I think it helps to have Andrew McCutcheon on the team or oh, yeah. Brian Reynolds doesn't have to be the leader. It can be somebody like an Andrew McCutcheon and Brian and Brian Reynolds can just play ball. So, right. Right. Yeah, um, he doesn't have all that pressure on him. Plus he can talk McCutcheon's ear off about hitting and approaches oh, yeah. to the plate and you know, get, get a, uh, you know, a nice, uh, you know, see the guy every day. So yeah, you know, it's gotta be huge too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and the stats that I just said are just uh, an indicator of how good Brian Reynolds is. And if you, anybody hasn't watched a Pittsburgh game this year, watch him because mm-hmm. you, you could tell he's just his body looks different. His swing looks different. You could tell he's just maturing in his game so much that he's going to he could be potentially a star. So oh, yeah. um, Brian Reynolds right now comes in for me at number one. Nice. And uh, I'd be remiss to not mention uh, Shohei Otani is off to a great start. He'd be an honorable mention for me because he's doing it on both sides. He guys 2-0 and with a .47 ERA and uh, is also hitting a, a 300 this year. Three home runs, eight RBI. So he's doing them both. Yeah. And doing them both very well. Yeah. I mean, we, we could have extended this list yeah. way beyond because there's so many good performers that are just yep. playing out of their mind right now. But it's so hard to get a feel yeah. so early in the season. Last last week, yeah. right, last week, you and I, I think at one point, the uh, the Phillies were like one and four at that time. Yeah. And we're not hitting panic buttons by any means. But no. uh, even then, it was like, yeah, I mean, we can't really talk too much about the, the future of what this team, uh, any team could look like. Trey Turner's not doing good. The Phillies right. aren't doing great. We can't really say much because we're not even a month into the into the season yet. So exactly. I think once we get a month or two in, we'll we'll get that feeling. Okay, this uh, certain players are taking off, certain players aren't. But you're always you're always going to have those hot streak players early on in the season for yep. sure. Yep. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I think that was good. With that, uh, head on over to the fancy factory. Huh? Let's do it. All right. We had the the epic battle of the year last week. 
Yeah. Uh, My- Michael versus Steve. Yep. Uh, defending champ going up against me. And uh, I got to say, I, th- I threw everything at him. Yeah. And fell up just a little bit short. I, I know. Seven to five. Yeah. You, I, I was down 10 to two, though, going into Saturday. So I was like, oh, man, I'm going to get steamrolled here. I got to try something. My and I used up, used up all my moves, my player ads for the week here over the weekend there, and just couldn't quite make everything up. My guys must be hung over from that win because I haven't been able to play good yeah. ever since playing you uh, that week. It's my performance this week isn't as good with my guys. But, yeah, I remember you were adding pitchers, and I was going to send yeah. you uh, – I saw you were adding pitchers the day before <laughs> to, before the weekend, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I see what he's doing. He's stocking he's up. Doing. Yep, yep. Because he wants. Because he knew. Because I knew you knew some stats in the offensive categories were just out of we're out of touch. Out. Exactly. So, but the the ones you were winning or could win were the uh, the pitching categories, the pitching categories, which was smart. And you're adding pitchers. And the thing is, and that's what I wanted to ask you. And maybe this will help out. We don't have any questions this week from mm-hmm. any of the listeners. But okay, how were you? Were very confident in dropping pitchers just mm-hmm. to get other pitchers mm-hmm. so you can potentially win some categories which you did which the, the guy some of the guys you picked up had really monster starts which yeah. are really good but i i was trying to compete with you to do that but i it came to a point where i was too you don't want to drop anybody right i was too chicken shit i'm like oh, i'm not going to drop tyler anderson for a guy i don't know and one of the moves i did make i got uh kikuchi from mm-hmm from the Toronto Blue Jays and he massively shit the bed. So (laughs) what gave you the confidence to drop so many players in order just to fill out pitching and without you having to like damage your roster? Because I knew looking because you and I talked about it after the draft. If I had to pick a category that I wasn't as strong in, it would be pitching. Um, if you noticed when I was picking up, picking up pitchers, I didn't drop many offensive players because no. I like all my offensive players. I was, I was scared to actually drop some of the players that I had offensively, mm-hmm. except for Torkelson, that guy blows. Uh, yeah. So I was able to drop him, but I, I had like two, two or three starters, I think that I would, would not drop, but everyone else was fair game. So if you noticed, I kept dropping the same spot, like Miles, Miles Michaelis, that guy had like three starts in a row or two or three that were just absolute crap. And I was like, I, I have no fear. I'm not going to, you know, last year I was guilty of holding out hope that the person was going to turn it around. So I was, I was gun shy on dropping people. This year is kind of a different mentality. I was going to keep, you know, I'm going to keep Dylan Cease. I'm going to keep you Darvish and I'm going to keep, um, one of my other, I think one of my other starters, and I was going to keep my two relievers. And then there were still like three or four other pitching spots that were available. And those ones would just be a revolving door that I just bring people in and out of. So, you know, I I wasn't going to, uh, I was going to, you know, not wait and hope for the best this time. So I I felt comfortable saying you suck. Uh, you're gone. Maybe if you turn it around, you'll still be around. I can pick you back up the next time around. Because spoiler alert, Miles Michaelis is still available on our waiver wire. If any, if anyone's interested, yeah. So yeah, no, it's it's just one of those. Um, because I I got that way with my offense where I was like, I don't want to drop any of these guys. These guys are yeah. too good. So yeah, I have about three or four uh roster positions on the pitching side where I just felt comfortable just rotating people in. And if the people start giving me two or three starts in a row that are good, then I'll hold on to them. But um, I'm still doing that this week, right? I'm, I'm just rotating those same spots through. It's kind of going okay. I mean, it's a smart it's it's a smart strategy for anybody out there playing fantasy baseball. I mean, I always make sure in my lineups I have one or two spots, usually just one spot, where I can always drop somebody and pick drop somebody some. up. That way, if right. I need an extra pitcher at the week, just to see if I can say a guy's like getting me in strikeouts, but I'm within yep. distance. But I know like if I have one or two starters more. Yep. Uh, then I can do that. And that's that's a smart move, too. And that's what I was looking at with you, because I, I started looking ahead. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I start playing if we were going to play like a chess match. So I looked to see how many pitchers you had on, on Saturday or something. Yeah. Say, all right, Mike's got two. If I'm going to make up any ground, I have to get at least four. So yeah. I'm going to go. So I, that, that's when I started making moves, trying to double up. And then I looked, I was like, oh, no, he's making moves now back. It's like, yeah. oh, geez, that's OK, though. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's where you got to go when you try and make up ground. You got to try and look ahead, you know, because if you're not looking ahead, trying to make moves and just hoping it all works on the weekend, then by the time you hit Sunday and you have no starters and you're like, oh, well, I'm screwed. All right. Well, it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. That that's always the tough part. But 
it's a smart thing. I mean, and especially one thing, it's easier to do that with pitchers, I guess. Well, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not, because I've seen people who, because I feel like in a 12, what do we have? 12 team league. So team league, yep. the talent pool is still pretty good in terms of what you're picking out of the pool. I mean, there's right. still pitchers that aren't picked up that you can say, okay, this guy is going to have a big start because he's going against the national. Yeah. You got to look at the matchups. That's why I always do too. If I see that they're playing like a, a crappy team, I'll yeah. say, all right, this person's going to probably have a good day today because they're going up yeah. against, uh, the Nationals, or they're going up against the Reds, or something like that. And I know, all right, it's going to probably be a good day. But if I see a pitcher that was hot a couple of starts before, but I see they're going up against like the Yankees, I'm like, nope, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, stranger things have happened. Maybe they'll they'll steamroll the Yankees, but I'm not going to take a chance on that. You know, I've seen that with Cutter Crawford with the Red Sox. He was having a couple good starts. Of course, one was with the Tigers, and yep. I'm like, okay, this is not the real Crawford I know. <laughs> I know that he's going to shit the bed when he goes against Tampa Bay and he did, yep. you know, and so, he did. It's, yep. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I see what you totally mean. It's like, okay, I can see down the line. Yeah. He might be well against these teams, but down the road, he's not going to be as good. Yeah, when he actually faces talent, it's going to show who he really is. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So, totally. I look at those matchups. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, Steve, this is the first time this year we're doing oh, it, man. man. Start, right. Starter sit this year for fantasy baseball. Anybody who's new to listening, we we do starter sit every year. And Steve, I, I just rattle them off. It's a speed round. Steve, I, I I give him two players. He picks one who to start in that position or who just to start in general. Steve, are you ready to go? Let's cue the music. Okay, uh, Gunnar Henderson or Volpe for shortstop. Gunnar Henderson. Okay. Max Muncy or Whit Merrifield in the infield at uh, second base? Uh, Merrifield. Okay. CJ Crown or Seth Brown? Give me Crown. Okay. Cedric Mullins or rookie sensation Jordan Walker? Walker has been hot. Give me Jordan Walker. Anthony Rizzo or Freddie Freeman, battle of the first baseman? Ooh, give me Freddie Freeman. Uh, Battle of the DHs, Shohei Otani or Jordan Alvarez. Addition amount here. Uh, Otani. Good luck with the next one. Raphael Devers yeah. <laughs> or Austin Riley. Uh, Austin Riley. Okay. Uh, Andrew Vaughn or Rowdy Telez. Andrew Vaughn. Okay. Xander Bogarts or Bo Bichette. Bogarts. Yon Mankata or Anthony Rendon. Oh, you got Mankata on here, huh? Okay, uh, give me Mankata. He's been doing well to start the year. Uh, catcher, battle of the catchers, Cal Raleigh or Sal per- Salvador Perez? Salvador Perez. Okay. Uh, Garrett Mitchell, who has been just a fantastic rookie for Milwaukee, or Nick Castellanos? <laughs> uh, Garrett Mitchell. Okay. Uh, Brendan Donovan or Jeff McNeil, battle of the Swiss Army Knives? Yeah, uh, Jeff McNeil. Uh, here's another tough one. Luis Robert or Kyle Tucker? Lou Bob. Lou Bob, okay. Jorge Mateo, did you see that awesome play he had yesterday? The He did fantastic fielder. Or Jeremy Pena. Uh, Jeremy Pena. Okay. Dalton Varshall or Tigers Phenom, <laughs> uh, Matt Veerling. Tigers Phenom, who doesn't know how to slide Matt Veerling. Uh, give me Dalton Varsha. You know, Matt Veerling, they gave him like a 92 speed in MLB The Show. Wild. Really? I don't see it. I don't see it. I just, no, I don't either. I don't either. Maybe weird. if he slid more and was more focused <laughs> on sliding instead of figuring out how, how his helmet was doing, then maybe uh, he could be better. Yeah. And the bases are know. bigger, man. Come on. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Well, go on a tangent there. Uh, going back to the Tigers. Sorry, small tangent. Did you see on Sunday where Spencer Torkelson had a bang-bang play at first, and you totally missed actually touching first base. Yeah, and, and I said to my brother, I was like, these bases are bigger. How did he miss first base? I know. It's like, dude, you can't hit water if you fell out of a boat. Like, come Seriously. on. Seriously. Anyway. Uh, George Springer or Corbin Carroll in the outfield? Uh, George Springer. Uh, good luck with this one. Mike Trout or Aaron Judge? Oh, come on. Uh, Aaron Judge. Okay. Uh, this guy I'm going to name, it could have easily been on our list for breakout players to start the year, early performers. James Outman with the Dodgers or Byron Buxton with Minnesota? Buxton. Okay. And last, the battle of the best catchers in the league, Adley Rushman or JT Real Muto? Right now, I got to go with Rushman. 
Freshman it is. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, what do we got for waiver wire? All right. So, yeah, here's uh, three uh, players that I was looking at that you can pick up, uh, hopefully, to help your team, boost your team here off the waiver wire. First is a reliever, uh, Andrew Chafin out of Arizona. He's up 26% in Yahoo leagues. I uh, had a save in 5Ks last week. So, if you're looking to pick up a reliever, uh, Arizona has been a very nice bright spot this year. So if you're looking for a relief help, uh, look at Andrew Chafin. Second is uh, Isak Paredes out of Tampa Bay. He's up 52% in Yahoo leagues, uh, hit 318 last week with two home runs and eight RBIs. Uh, if you need a little boost to your offense, uh, go ahead and look at Paredes. Uh, spoiler alert, I picked him up in our league. Uh, third would be Garrett Cooper out of Miami. Uh, he's up 12% Yahoo leagues. He had 348 last week with two home runs and six RBIs. So, uh, those are the three players that I'm looking at on the waiver wire. Nice. Uh, uh good, good first waiver wire for sure. I, I yeah. like Paredes, man. Wow. Yeah. We'll see though. Cause he's very, uh, touch and go like he'll yeah. be hot for a while and then we'll go on like a two for 20, uh, slump or something like that. So he kind of reminds me of like a young Avisail Garcia mm-hmm. for him. Yep. Yep, I do. Yeah, where he can torch you for a while and then fade into the sunset. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, Steve. Yeah. Ready to, to, ready to go to collection corner? Oh, I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, up for me, Adley Rushman. Uh, up four dollars and forty five cents. That's a twenty seven point one seven percent increase. Market price right now sits around twenty dollars and eighty three cents. His twenty twenty one Bowman Heritage number one seventy eight is a great card that you can get his 2022 upper deck prominent cuts and his 20 2023 tops rookie card 250 uh down surprisingly is brian reynolds which kind of shocks me uh, especially for how cheap you can buy it it's down four dollars and 82 cents that's a 32.92 percent decrease market price right now it's a whopping nine dollars and 82 cents ouch i'm sure as more people get to know the pirates and know him more and maybe it will be up i'm not sure but uh most of his rookie cards uh is all his 2009 rookies and 2016 draft stuff you can get for cheap his 2019 tops drum update number 29 his tops uh 2019 gallery um that's a number 12 and his uh draft card is 2016 first bowman draft rookie card steve what do you got all right uh up for me this week is uh joe morgan He's up $28.46 or a 208.65% increase to a market value of $42.10. Up cards for Joe include his 1970 tops, number 537, and his 1966 tops, number 195. Surprisingly down this week is the mustache man himself, Dylan Cease. He is down $5.04 or a 62.0% decrease to a market value of $3.08. Down cards uh, for Cease include his 2020 Tops Chrome Ben Baller Rookie, number 43, and his 2023 Tops All Aces, number AA-22, number 299. Fucking go. Yeah, yeah. Shall we uh, get the candles out here, celebrate a birthday? Do it. All right. It's a happy heavenly birthday to Cleveland pitching great Addie Joss, born on April the 12th of 1880. Josh compiled a 160 and 97 win loss record with a 1.89 career ERA at 920 strikeouts and a 0.968 whip. Played for the Cleveland Bronchos slash Naps from 1902 to 1910. Uh, I believe he passed away super young at like meningitis or something like that. Um, career highlights include MLB wins leader in 1907, two time MLB ERA leader in 1904 and 1908. Pitched a perfect game on October 2nd, 1908. Pitched two no-hitters in his career. Uh, MLB record .968 career whip, and he's part of the Cleveland Guardians Hall of Fame. He was inducted in uh, 1978 to the Hall of Fame by the Veterans Committee. Uh, A little fact about him. The first All-Star game was played as a benefit for Josh's family on July 24th, 1911. He had passed away earlier in the spring. Like I said, I believe it was meningitis or something like that. Wow. Uh, the Naps invited players from the other seven American League teams to play against them. The game was attended by approximately 15,270 fans and raised nearly $13,000, which is the equivalent of $378,000 today to help Josh's family members pay remaining medical bills. The Naps lost the game 5-3. to three. A guy who got in, I mean, he played only eight seasons, yep. so... It figure it makes you wonder what he would have been what he if he would have exactly. got played more. And also, I mean, the Cy Young Award wasn't created till I think the fifties, nineteen fifty six or seven, nineteen fifty six, yep. I believe. And he, uh, I'm sure, if they had it probably back then, he probably would have won. Yeah. yeah. So a good, this is one of the veteran committee's election 
smart idea that i really like yeah this is the one that makes sense you're like okay good for this guy this guy deserves to be in you know yeah passed away at the age of 31 i believe yeah Yeah. Yeah. so yeah happy happy heavenly birthday to addy joss happy birthday man yeah that's a show that's a fucking show oh yeah that was a show no, actually, I was going to bring up one more thing. Is uh, I was at Easter with my brother uh, over the weekend, mm-hmm. and he actually is uh, not a fan of the pitch clock. No, did you slap yeah. him in his mouth when you said it? No, I did not. He brought up, you know, he brought up good reasons. He was talking about how he feels like baseball is trying to compete with uh, NBA and, and NFL as far as like you know play clocks and things like right. that to try and speed things up, but it takes away from the integrity and and what you like about baseball. It's just how relaxed it is. Yeah. I mean, I totally get that. I mean, I told him I bring it up here on the show here just to, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense, but it, it, there's a lot of arguments for it, yep. right? There's a yep. lot of arguments for it. I mean, and I can see it. The old, the old guys, old school guys, I should, cause your brother's not an old guy, but the old right. guys <laughs> who like that, I, I can see that for sure. Yeah. Uh, but for you and I, we always talk uh, speed, I, you know, yeah, we always talk say, speed. It's, and I told him, I was like, you know, that, make, that makes total sense. But you know what I like? A game getting done in two and a half hours. Yeah. But <laughs> hey, if you also look at the game, Steve, and you and I are like big historians of the game. Yep. How we, you know, I mean, we we love the history of the game. The game right. has always evolved. Yep. Exactly. It has always evolved, whether and how it played. I mean, up until a certain point in time, they didn't even throw curveballs. Right. Those were outlawed. And then as that yep. progressed, the rules changed. I mean, suddenly... Yep suddenly remember i mean it's it's just always evolving this mm-hmm. just the the style of the game the play of the game and it came into this early 90s and then the um it started slowing down a little bit and then you started mm-hmm. getting to the 2000s it dramatically slowed Slow down. down so i'm i I, under, I totally understand that i think that's yep. a valid i think that's a and there's a lot of people who do have that argument yep. Yep. uh but at the same time it's just when you're watching it on a tv it's really nice that it goes by a little bit quicker now yes yeah and it- it, like we talked about, it keeps you intrigued more. You're not going to your phone, checking Twitter every uh, five minutes because so-and-so is scratching their balls and uh, adjusting themselves, you know? Right. And and you and I have always said, this is the player's fault. This is why it's like this. So, mm-hmm. and maybe, and maybe like people like your brother who, who aren't a fan of it, look at it this way. There might be a time where they take the clock away once the yep. game speeds up. Once they, once players get acclimated in the lower and level and the it, lower yeah. levels and used to, okay, we, we it's a constant movement. We got to, we got to hurry this along with them. Right. And they might just take the clock away yeah, because the game has situated itself out. You know, right. the only reason right. they did this is just, they had to go make they it to, faster. They had, to, yep, they had to figure out a way to speed things up. Yeah. And this was the way to go. So. Yep. So it, it's just, you know, things yeah. might change who knows, but in the meantime, yeah, yeah it's, it's been I'm fun like to that. watch and yeah, mm-hmm. I'm liking it so far too. And uh, sometimes the shift, I'm not a big fan. I wish they would, would bring back the shift just because, mm-hmm. I was, that's a different time for a different show, but, um, <laughs> but anyways, we'll, we'll get into that another time, but anyways, yeah. Steve, uh, yeah, it's a show. Yep. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Um, yeah, man, uh, be yep. sure to send in your questions to us on our social media at Michael, at Michael J. Dalt or, yep. uh, yep. at Steven dot board. Oh, two. Yep. That's right. Yep. Uh, as well, man, we got some good stuff in the weeks ahead Yep. and we will catch you guys all next week. Deuces. <laughs>